Hello and welcome to episode six of Shallow Impact. I am Caleb B, and that's where you can follow me on Twitter. You can follow the show on Twitter at Pod Impact, and you can follow my co-host Jorge Blanco at Jorge Blanco. John, John, what are you doing, brother? I'm doing all right. I'd be doing a lot better if uh, Rich Swan wasn't retired right now. Yeah, kind of bringing me down. I mean, I was so sad I couldn't even record for three days. Like that's how, that's how much it affected me. We all need a little bit of time. Absolutely. So, I mean, I say let's get right into it, man. And what's the first thing we saw tonight? We saw Moose in uh, versus Heath in the career versus title match here, or contract versus title, as it were. And uh, what do you think of this match? It went about fifteen minutes, by the way, so they got plenty of time. It felt like nothing special, really. I liked Heath's finisher, or what they were picking, I guess, is his finisher now, him using the zigzag. Yeah. Um, besides that, I, I feel like there really wasn't a whole lot here. And I did notice that they specifically mentioned WWE by name, yeah. which I feel like they don't do a lot of. And they mentioned him being a WWE Tag Team Champion and a 24-7 Champion, whatever that means. Yeah, that is that is like that, okay, that plug was funny to me, but at the same time, like if you're gonna throw that dig, why even bring it up? <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, Heath. They mentioned that Heath needs to find his forever home, which made me feel like Heath is a puppy. <laughs> so maybe he could be in his own animal faction after all. Yes. Yeah. We we had what uh, Rhino and uh, others. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Moose. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I, uh, yeah, I wasn't too thoroughly impressed by the match. Oh, by the way, the old name of, uh, uh, Slater's finisher was Sweetness, which I like to think was a tribute to Jimmy Eat World, but I could be wrong. <laughs> I just got to see them recently, actually. Nice, man. Before, uh, before everything yeah. shut down, before the world as we knew it just stopped. Yeah, basically. There's like a compilation, whatever, Christmas, uh, concert at Barclays that I went to. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna go. Okay. By the way, Moose wins here. Uh, after we get a get a bit of a dusty finish because Heath got the visual win, but the ref was knocked down. Moose hit the low blow, and then I believe he hit the spear, and then he won. Yep. I think. Yeah. I think it was just a low blow, and then he grabbed the tights. I have right now. I might that, be wrong. But... That could be the case. Yeah. I could be mistaken. Yeah. Sorry, folks. It's been three days. Um. <laughs> Copious notes over here. Johnny yep. Notes. Yep. Old Johnny notes. I love it. Um, next up, EC3 vignette. The uh, biggest quote I got out of this was, to find freedom, you must destroy your past. I liked when he said, too, that he was punished by the true 1% of wrestling also. Yes. Yes, that's a nice little yeah, that's that's one of those like, oh hey, wink and a nod to WWE that doesn't make you like groan or cringe like someone like breaking a throne or anything. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, and he does mention Moose by never... So he's coming for Moose. Yeah. Yeah, he says he wants to specifically reclaim the TNA championship and burn its legacy to the ground. To the, the... I like it. I like it, and it makes sense because it's not like a lot like within the show, it's not a real title. So I yeah. get why he would want to do that. 
and in the process, it doesn't, uh, you know, devalue anything that's, you know, of real consequence. Now, question, because we didn't get to this to open the show. Okay. Impact announced, what is it, Resurgence, I believe, or um, Emergence, whatever it's called? Uh, I believe it's Reemergence. Or no, Emergence. Emergence, there you go. So that's going to be their, like, special pay-per-view-ish event for two weeks. And that starts Um, on the 18th, I believe. Yeah, do you think they already announced two matches for it, though, after tonight? But do you think there's any chance that we get EC3 and Moose on that, or do you think they just save it for Bound for Glory? I really think they're going to hold out for Bound for Glory, but I could be mistaken. I can I can see that. I think you're probably right on that one. But I just feel like they need to add a little bit more to really make these feel like pay-per-view cards. Yeah. And one of the matches we'll get to it a little bit that I thought they could add. They're now they just announced today for Tuesday, actually. So we'll get yeah. to that one, I guess later on in the show, but that's fine. I'm curious what they had. Motor City Machine Guns had a sit-down interview. Not much to report here. The North came out and established they are going to get a rematch for the title. Yeah, this is what it was. I mean, it wasn't bad, though. I liked uh, Ethan Page complaining about how they didn't beat the North. They beat the North at 40%. They beat the North at 30%. They didn't beat the North at 100%. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I, uh, I like that, too. And, again, like, I'm, I'm – zooming past this but i'm not zooming past it because of a lack of quality like it was fine for what it was but there's just not, not a lot to about about here yeah. yeah they established they're gonna have a rematch at emergence and they didn't say which night but hey that's fine oh one one other thing i did like here is that uh so it was a sit-down interview with the machine guns and uh i forget who they were talking to but whoever was interviewing them jimmy and Jane. what yeah, Jimmy Jacobs. And then the North comes out. Ethan Page or Alexander, one of them, says that uh, they had over a year to tell their story. And they never yeah. got to. So I thought that was kind of interesting. It's like, clearly you guys like the guns more than us. Yeah. Or, yeah, like, okay, well, yeah, you guys like these guys more than us. And because of that, we are very angry at you. Oh, by the way, at one point, I believe it was Shelly that said, Ethan Page looked like he raided Rick Martel's closet, and the walking weapon looks uh, is a Rick Steiner lookalike. Rick Steiner, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have down also. <laughs> so those are the notes going out of that segment. Um, let's see. Next up, I'm going to jump back for one second. Um, okay. After the first match, after Heath and Moots, we just had a quick clip with Willie Mack in the back, and he called Eric Young a dirtbag and said he can't say what he really wants to say about him on TV. And I think that'll in the show and then. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. I can't believe I I went right past that one, but. um, Oh, Deanna was in the back, just kind of chilling. Kimberly comes up on her, says, Hey, sucks what Jordan did to you. Like she was going to come in, you know, Talk some crap, even though she got beat last week. But no, Kimberly says, hey, let me take up Jordan and give me a title shot. And Deanna says, okay, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, again, it wasn't really anything special, but it was kind of interesting. It sets up that match. They announced it for next week. You're getting Kimberly and uh, Jordan. Yeah, and it puts Kimberly in, like, a gray area. It gives her some character that, like, she really just wants the title. Yeah. 
And I liked her match. I liked her match with per, uh, Peraza last week, so I think it'll be good. Yeah. Oh boy. Best segment of the night. Part one of they have Russell uh, Hunt shirts now, by the way, so that's going to be an absolute must purchase for me. Oh, God. I should have bought one before the sale ended yesterday. Oh, well. I'll still get one. Um, keynotes here. Jake uh, Jake Diener, as I'll call him on the show, is smitten with Susie, for what it's worth. <laughs> like, like, very clearly... Well, Larry, I say Larry D and uh, Jake go to both take the same seat mm-hmm. next yeah. to Susie, and then uh, she asks if they want to do it. They ask about a seat truce, and they do for once. Actually, the truce works. Yes, yes. Um, and then and then Susie wants to sit next to Jake, and Jake goes. Uh, he really deepens his voice. And he says something like "sure, no problem," uh, or something to that effect. He's like. He's like, okay, go ahead. I mean, <coughs> go ahead. <laughs> oh, oh, another keynote. Taya and John E. Bravo were gonna give the house a lesson on body odor, which, but, but they initially say <laughs> bo, which B-O, gets my boy. Yeah, it's it gets Johnny Swinger really excited. He says, "Oh, Bob Orton's here." I love Johnny. I, I know I say it every week, but Johnny Swinger is my favorite part of Impact. It bears repeating. Like that's how good. Johnny Swinger is man. Then they go. They oh. give out every, uh, soap to everybody. That's where it goes. Yeah. Is it free? <laughs> Swinger just has so many good lines in these segments. He's the best. Yeah. Oh, uh, at one point, Swinger Swinger says something cross about Alicia and Susie, and Alicia okay. says, "One, I'm married, and two, you couldn't handle it." Yeah, and uh, I say at one point, yeah, uh, I think. One of them gives one of them gives advice to Jake or something, and then um, Johnny Swinger goes, "Well, I'm not playing hard to get." Yeah, Johnny Swinger is just the best. I love Johnny Swinger. Yeah, Johnny Swinger finds himself in a two-on-one. Oh, by the way, match time! Match time! <laughs> two-on-one handicap against uh, Alicia and Susie. Uh, was that right after that? No, of course it wasn't right after this. Oh wait, yeah, no, it I mean, was. That's what I have written down, at least, yeah. It, it was, it was. At one point, they're grabbing Johnny Swinger's legs, gonna, you know, put probably put a submission on him of some sort. And he says, <laughs> Oh yeah, stretch me, baby. <laughs> yeah, that was a good like I said, Johnny Swinger, any line that Johnny Swinger says is just great. Yeah. <laughs> like I just watched Batman Returns for the Hero Cast the other day, and uh Johnny Swinger is like the equivalent of the penguin in that one. <laughs> yes. So I, I vaguely remember the movie, but that sounds about right. Yeah, well, DeVito just like, and I love It's Always Sunny, so that helps out, but like, yeah. Danny DeVito steals every scene that he's in in Batman Returns, man. Worth watching, for sure. Oh, yeah, so Johnny Swinger loses to the double splash, but he's uh, very happy after he gets splashed by both women. The double world's strongest splash. That's how I have it listed. (laughs) Yeah. They both do have a lot left in the tank, so that makes sense. Oh, and uh, Kylie is getting really – she's getting stir-crazy because she wants to go back to the impact zone to get her title shot, 
And Rosemary says, like, well, we're staying here until Johnny Bravo takes the hint. And so Kylie decides to try and uh, play matchmaker, try to force Johnny's hand, but it works out uh, not so well for her. And you know what it sets up? <clears throat> Match time! Yep, Kylie Ray versus uh, Rosemary, and as it turns out, Taya would end up wearing the stripes. But we will get to we will get to that later. For what it's worth, the flashback this week was Sammy Callahan winning the world title, which I thought, oh well, that's random. But uh, given what happens later, it makes sense that this was the flashback. Yeah, this one I, I, I didn't like this. I didn't really like this flashback though, because and I mean, maybe just selfishly, this was like yeah. I. One of the few impacts that I actually watched in the last year. That's the thing. Before, this before is a flashback. Really hit and miss with impact, but yeah, yeah this is a, this is a flashback from nine months ago. It's kind of weird, <laughs> and it conveniently left out, which it makes sense why they did it. I'm not criticizing, but it conveniently left out what happened after Sammy won the title. Yeah. Well, oh man, we're just not, not going to talk about that anymore. No, yeah, that that person doesn't exist anymore. Um, we had a Good Brothers vignette. Uh, they got set up by Ace Austin and uh, Madman Fulton, for what it's worth. And Luke Gallows got arrested. <laughs> I like that Anderson then, brought up to the cops. Anderson goes, "It's clearly a setup." Yeah, like, and then Ace, Ace tells him to check the TV. It's clearly their brand of beer. That's okay. I'm not an officer of the law and I know, and I'm not going to get political here, but I know people like to criticize the officers of the law. I'm going to join in here. I see a guy like Ace Austin kind of directing me one way. I'm going to question it. Really? Stand up citizen Ace Austin. No, Ace Austin is a, Ace Austin (laughs) is a douche nozzle. (laughs) Oh. oh, man. But yeah, uh, Luke Gallows gets arrested. That's a nice little classic little trope in wrestling. And that sets up a little uh, beatdown later, which we will I, talk I, about. I appreciated that it was just Gallows that got arrested, not Gallows and Anderson. Well, yeah, because Anderson didn't do anything. That's the problem. Like, I feel like if this was WWE, you'd never see half of the tag team get arrested. I feel like it would either be the tag team gets arrested or you just avoid that altogether. So I thought it was interesting yeah. that only one of them was. Yeah. And well, it's one of those, like, if if Gallows had held his head, he could have said, like, hey, I will take a breathalyzer right now. Yeah. But he's, oh, we, I, I don't think we mentioned Gallows uh, swung around and hit the sheriff. So that's why he's the one who gets cuffed and not yeah. Anderson. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, Anderson didn't do anything wrong and, you know, whatever. But that's life. Uh, the cops of uh, Nashville, you failed me on this one. I'm disappointed. Can't believe you do that to one half of the Good Brothers. Oh, by the way, their oh, rental uh, their rental was screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, another Brian Myers vignette. Uh, no return date yet. Same one that we've seen before, so not a lot to report there. Yeah, I wonder if he's going to... I feel like you got to have something for Emergence. I wonder if his debut's there then, if you're not doing an EC3 match. I think you really need to start... 
like you have to start adding something. And I know not that I'm saying Brian Myers is a huge get or anything, but at least have a debut, have something more than. I mean, yeah. they have the two title matches, which is nice. But when you see these like dynamites and these NXTs that they pitch as like bigger shows, there's usually four or five matches per event that you are like, yeah, okay, there's some story to this, or you know, this is interesting in some level. Right now, they only have two matches announced, and I'm sure they'll get to more this week. But I'm just curious what those are. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. Uh, next up, and I forgot about it somehow, but the the open challenge for the Impact World Championship, and by God, who answered but one Sammy Callahan? A rivalry restored. This match was fun too. I don't usually it was, like long matches, but I, I like it. It's worth noting that before the match, RVD jumped Sammy Callahan, but Callahan. Still took the match, so I took that as a bit of protection for Sammy Callahan because Arv- yeah, I was like, RVD jumps him as Katie's twerking right next to him, which is pretty funny. Yeah, yelling, "Hey, hey!" <laughs> so so bad, but in like the most impact type best way. It it feels like she's doing like a Snooki Polizzi impersonation, but she's doing it in yeah. 2020. There's some people on Impact who like. I love these people here. I don't think they would work in any other context, but they are perfect for what Impact is, and she's one of them. I completely get what you're saying, man. Oh, by the way, in regards to the uh, Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan thing, like, I say a rivalry restored for a reason. Like, you know, you have the, what everyone knows about, like, oh, hey, Sammy once hit Eddie on with a bat in the face on accident, nearly blinded Eddie, nearly made him retire, etc., uh, later on in that feud, and this was when I really started to love Eddie Edwards, he'd gone off the deep end, and at one point, he's just casually mentioning to Alicia, he's like, hey, everything's gonna be okay, I'm going to the woods in Ohio next week, and I'm gonna murder Sammy Callahan. Huh? Him and Marty Jannetty, they could get a car together, I guess. And that's not an exaggeration, like, he, he just, he's, he's just like, I'm gonna kill Sammy Callahan, and we'll be good. <laughs> like... Well, Impact, I was saying, Impact isn't opposed to killing off character, right? Didn't they yeah. uh, throw Mickey James in front of a train mm-hmm. and she was dead? Well, that, that that's yeah. a little bit more cheesy, but, like, even the Callus era, like, they have no problem, like, nearly killing or even well, in some instances, like, Wasn't like, there a dead child in the LAX uh, OGs feud? Um, Ricky, was not, killed. Ricky oh, was not killed. Ricky was not killed. Thank God. Hey. They had to retcon that pretty quick. They'd be like, oh, oh no, no, there's not a dead kid. <laughs> Match was fine for what it was. Uh, main story here was Sammy wanted to cheat toward the end, wanted to use the chair, but he grabbed it right in front of the ref for some reason. Eventually yeah, it didn't, chose not to. didn't make a lot of sense. That was weird. Yeah. But, I mean, a lot of what Sammy does doesn't make a lot of sense, so I guess that works. Um, Sammy decides, no, I won't use the chair. Not one, but two Boston knee parties later, Eddie Edwards retains the title. The last one was to the back of the head, which I thought was a nice touch. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And let I'm, me see, I'm, did I miss... Did anything I'm happen... getting people concussed in matches. That's yeah. a good way to put somebody down. If you're like, hey, you have a concussion now. Yeah. What's in this match? Did, did I miss anything? Did, did Eric Young pop up after the match, or no? Uh, no, I don't have anything written down with that. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Until the end of the show, yeah. Um, okay, let's see here. We talked about uh, we talked about Wrestle House. 
and we talked about Kylie Ray versus Rosemary with Taya as the ref. The match starts. Eventually, Kylie does the got your nose on Rosemary. <laughs> what type of sorcery is this? <laughs> and Rosemary is so detached because she's a demon from hell that she can't gather like that she's just being messed with. That she's, uh, I think, I forget if it was Tyre or Rosemary or somebody on the outside, but somebody says uh, Kylie's a nice girl, but she's a liar. <laughs> that might be Swinger or even Crazy Steve, for all I know. Um, yeah. Oh, at one point, uh, Taya is, you know, doing fast counts for Rosemary and doing two counts and stopping for Kylie. And you know what? It just pissed me off because that's not what Wrestle House is about, man. It's about the sanctity of the sport. It really is. It's the most serious deadpan. Mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, it's almost raw underground-esque levels of, you know, we're going to treat this legitimate. Yeah. And you know what? Some people like said like, ooh, Adam Cole, longest running NXT champ, doing a program with a punter from the NFL. That's ridiculous. This is much more egregious. Mm-hmm. Much more egregious here. Eventually, Johnny Bravo comes back to ringside. Rosemary gets distracted because she's in love. And uh, Kylie wins. This post-match was really funny to me, too. Yeah. Because um, they basically... Johnny, Johnny and Rosemary are yeah, talking things over. Yeah, and it seems like Johnny's, Johnny's worried about you know Taya's feelings, and then in the meantime, we just see Taya celebrating around the ring. What a great refuge! Yeah, yeah, they uh, they basically let on that like, okay, you know, we're good together, so we're gonna you know we're gonna link up, but we got a kayfabe Taya on this one. <laughs> but Taya clearly, it's funny that Taya clearly did not have any interest in Bravo outside of just doing her bidding. Yeah, just you know, just using him to do her bidding. Um, let's see here. Oh, right after this, Carl Anderson's on the phone. Immediately sees Ace Ace Austin. Immediately throws the cell phone over to the camera guy. Starts throwing hockey punches at him. But Madman Fulton comes in two on one. Carl Anderson doesn't stand a chance. Gets left playing. So now again, back to the same question I've asked a few times. But what did you this match? They're clearly. Austin and Fulton, but do you do that at Emergence? Do you save that for Bound for Glory too? I feel like you've got to do like, that at Emergence for that, then you could do the Bound for Glory. That's the thing. I feel like you do this at Emergence, so that way you can do the Good Brothers for the tag belts or against the North at Bound for Glory. That feels right. I think that's the way you got to take this, because I don't think you could stretch it that far. Yeah. And I honestly think if you do it right, you could run back the Rascals and Motor City Machine Guns for the belts again. Oh, yeah, that would be great. But you know yeah. what's hard? Oh, yeah, you're saying at Emergence maybe or something? Because no, 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 the no, thing no, is, I don't see no, – I can't see the Machine Guns beating Giles and Anderson as much as I like it. Yeah. No, I'm saying you run Rascals and Motor City Machine Guns for the titles at Bound for Glory is my suggestion. Oh, yeah, I guess I can see that, but I feel like you're bringing the Good Brothers in. To me, you want to, like, ride that as fast as you can. I don't know you want to really put those them winning the titles off till after. 
I get what you're saying, but at the same time, like they've got the Good Brothers locked down for like a two year deal. Yeah. So I mean, I, I wouldn't. I, wouldn't I, I don't. I don't love Good Brothers matches. So from that perspective, I'd rather see the guns wrestling. I'd rather. But yeah. like I said, from a company perspective, I feel like you'd want to go with the bigger name right now. Yeah, and I, think no. that's, I think that's your marquee match too. Is like with I feel like that's almost a fantasy match in a way. The guns against Gallows and Anderson. Like, as a casual fan, if I wasn't watching Impact right now and I saw that on a pay per view, I think that might draw me in. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Let's see what did I? What happened next? Oh, Hernandez wants his money back from Rhino, so he gets desperate. Uh, enlists the help of Reno Scum. And they say, I'm okay, so we're this makes me very. The reformation of Rhino and Heath Slater, right? The Heath Slater comes up to help Rhino against Reno Scott and Hernandez. Yeah, absolutely, it man. Just, uh, I'm thinking you give us a three on two Hernandez and Reno Scum against Heath Slater and Rhino with uh, contract stipulation, I, I guess. Do you, I mean. Do you, Oh, question. Do you even do, I say, do you do a mystery, do you do it as a, as a six man and get a mystery spot? Uh, either do? that or what you could do is just do a straight up tag match with uh, Hernandez's money and uh, Heath Slater's contract status on the line, I guess. Yeah, there you go. That could work. Let's see here. Oh, boy. Next, the the second best segment we had TJP and Falaba against the X Division champion Chris Bay and the official favorite wrestler of Shallow Impact, Rohit Raju. Heat Seekers, uh, pardon me, Rohit Seekers assemble. <laughs> Rohit Seekers every week. Can't get enough of yeah. Rohit. And uh, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we got a retweet from the X Division champion this week. I think Rohit is firmly behind the podcast. We can confirm yes. this. And not only we're number one fan, I think we're number one fans of each other. Also Rohit. Yeah. And we're we're getting over with uh, we're getting over with Chris Bay now. So that's that's awesome. We got a whole little faction going. And you know what? Don't get me wrong. I like watching Impact on Tuesday, but. I can't have Rohit taking these losses here. Pardon me, getting L's added to getting numbers added to the L column because of Chris Bay. It's just inexcusable. It really isn't fair. Yeah, but what? it's worth noting. Uh, TJP got the pin on Chris Bay, so I believe that sets up a program for the X Division title. And we got to keep Rohit strong, so this makes sense. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, the the money is in the the Rohit and uh, Chris Bay program. So they're saving that for bound for glory. Probably. Um, <laughs> I can actually see, you know, it really feels like that's what it's going to be. And I'm not going to hate it. Dude. That's the thing. Like if they wanted to like Heath Slater got over on SmackDown against all odds in 2016, they could do that. Like unironically, they could do that with, uh, with Rohit on impact this year. And I mean, I haven't seen enough of Rohit to like truly say that I really love him in all seriousness. But yeah. I've noticed he seems to be pretty friendly with uh, with the guys in the north. 
Which makes me think that there's probably a lot of untapped potential in Rohit that we really haven't seen. Yeah. I mean, those, those guys from the North are really, really good. So I think if they're, you know, associating with him, there's got to be a lot of Rohit that we haven't gotten to see yet. I could be wrong, but I think it might be a geographic thing because Rohit is also Canadian. Oh, for sure. But I also think, I don't know, I just feel like there's got to be more to Rohit that, than what we've been seeing. Yeah. I mean, I would agree. And, like, you know, we say it as a joke, like, oh, blah, 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 favorite. of, But no, that's like hardly a joke, to be honest with you. Like, Rohit, like there's, like you're letting on, there's probably more to him than what we've seen. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's quite Michael Tarver level yet, but I think he can get there. <laughs> I really don't know what your deal is with Michael Tarver, but uh, Listen, okay. When, my, when Michael Tarver comes back as the leader of Retribution, the whole world will see. I thought the name of the group was Just Us, but okay, whatever. <laughs> Retribution, yeah. It's, uh, it's Michael Tarver, me. Uh, Brian Myers, and we're trying to figure out who the last two members are. We're still recruiting. Nice. Um, I, I don't know. I'll come up with a couple of guys later and uh, let you know. Oh, main event. Rich Swan comes out, says he has to retire. Um, all the faces and some of the heels actually come down. You know, they clap for him and, you know, thank you, Rich. Yeah, Swan did, a, Swan did a good job with this. I thought he was really believable. I feel like he he spoke clearly, and I feel like he had a good, he had good emotion on his face. I thought he really he did a good job. Yeah, yeah. As far as as far as fake retirement speeches go, this was this was one of the better ones for sure. Um, also, I mean, we we know for sure he's not retiring because obviously, otherwise, you don't have that match and then like that ending. But I do, yeah. Want- I wonder if he is. Seems possible. I hadn't. I hadn't honestly considered it to be truthful. Yeah. Um. But yeah, after the faces hold the ring or hold the ropes for him, let him out. He turns his back, and I go like, "Oh God, Eric Young's gonna pop up." Sure enough, <laughs> Eric Young pops up, and I, I, I let out a "You bastard!" as I'm chuckling. Yeah, Eric Young. I, I love what Eric Young's been doing since he returned. He's he they call him what is it? I forget the something maniac or whatever. Not ten thousand maniac. Whatever whatever they're calling him. Uh um, yeah, he's the world class maniac. The uh Carrie Von Eric of crazy people. Um I feel like this is the perfect use for him because it is very like it's closer to sanity than it is what he was doing before with like don't fire Eric or any of that stuff. Yeah. So I like they found a way to sort of do a sanity-ish Eric Young without just ripping off the well, idea. That's the thing. Like, he's basically doing the same gimmick he was doing before he left TNA. See, I don't remember his. I don't remember the end of his TNA tenure. I remember, like, the Don't Fire Eric. I remember... Sorry. See, I remember him when TNA. So... I don't really remember him as a heel later on. Okay, his world title run, he was doing a face version of like, like a, oh, Mick Foley with a beard, like just crazy enough was his catchphrase. He was doing everything he could yeah. to win, et cetera, taking as much punishment as he had to. By the time he turns heel, he's basically doing the same thing he's doing now, um, just not going by the name World Class Maniac. So it's basically okay. uh, a continuation, if you will. Yeah. But now he's bald. He doesn't have a full head of hair anymore. So that's, that's, Worth mentioning, I guess. 
Um, I didn't have anything written down for what's scheduled for next week, but did you? Yeah, we have. Uh, it doesn't look. It didn't look great until what they announced today. Um, we got Kimberly and Jordan Grace, so that should be good, actually. Yeah. Then we have um, Tasha Steeles and uh, Kiara Hogan against Ooh. Havoc and Nevaeh. Okay, that's and a rematch from a couple of weeks ago. I want to say that one's a. I'm actually pulling up right now. Um, I think that one's a no DQ or a street fight of some sort. Okay, that makes sense because, like so, I said, I'm pretty sure that's a rematch. Yeah, that's a no DQ. Which, like I said, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have cared about that otherwise. But anything no DQ is going to get me interested a little bit. Yeah. Um, one thing that I may actually have a problem is they announced locker room talk with RVD and Katie Forbes. Uh oh. <clears throat> Sorry. But on the graphic, we see uh, <clears throat> we see Johnny Swinger in the locker room talk segment, and Uh-oh. now we know Johnny Swinger's at Russell House. We're gonna do this. Is this Johnny Swinger remote hosting it from Russell House? Is there a locker room in Russell House? I and think... RVD and Katie Forbes gonna be stuck there. What? How are we doing this? So one RVD and Katie Forbes would be great additions to Russell House, but. I suspect Rosemary is going to do its best for business and open the portal for Johnny Swinger to go to locker room talk. Because she's just zapping people in and out of the wrestle house, you know? But yeah, um, that's what I think would happen there. And um, let's see here. I think we pretty well covered all our bases. So I'm going to sign us off. Thank you all for listening. Follow the show on Twitter at Pod Impact. Follow me at I am Caleb B. Follow John at Jorge Blanco. Follow Eddie and Caleb Zerocast at EC underscore hero on Twitter. Follow Not the there. Instagram. Can I go silent? Sorry, John. You went <laughs> silent for like a minute. So I started to sign us off. I heard that. That's, they caught me off guard. I was like, wait, wait, wait. I had more to say. Oh. Yeah, you, I lost you, brother. thought you were no-selling me over here. No. felt like, felt like Johnny Swinger getting worked. <laughs> what do you have to say, yeah, though, no, brother? I was, I was just going to say the other two things that we missed that are coming up this week are uh, we got another Eddie Edwards Open Challenge. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see who watches that. And then we got, this is the big one for me, Willie Mack and Eric Young. They're doing oh, that yeah. this week instead of an emergence. Yeah, that's going to be uh, – I feel like I would have held off on that unless they're going to do Eddie and uh, Eric at Emergence instead of, instead of Bound for Glory. But That's what I was figuring because to me it feels – it felt natural to just do – and maybe they just don't want Eric Young and Eddie Edwards closing the show, yeah. like a big show. But um, I really thought you would just do Willie Mack and Eric Young at Emergence and then Eddie and, and Eric Young at Bound for Glory. But I guess we'll see yeah. how it goes. Yeah, we will for sure. So uh, I guess we've uh, pretty well hit all our notes then. Um, I pretty well, you know, gave out the Twitter and all that. Guys, listen to us wherever you download podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, everything on Android, um, etc. Especially here on Anchor, for sure. And... um, 
we're gonna have a special treat for you here at the end of the show and uh john you wanna you wanna sign us off brother that's it for this week uh hopefully see you next tuesday or wednesday or thursday or friday whatever whatever bay we get to next week one of these bays you'll hear from us peace out <laughs>